welcome to Coliseum Classics. This is episode nine. This is a podcast where we discuss all of the World Wrestling Federation Coliseum home videos. And we are going to today discuss Big Daddy Cool Diesel. I'm here with my boys from No Sold, a wrestling podcast representing the West Coast, Frank Fashions. What's good? And then our boy, the host of No Sold, John Boy. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. It's getting a little cold on the East Coast. It is a little nippy out tonight. Finally, Finally. feeling like fall, yeah. 80 degrees here Saturday, Frank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sweating. that's insane. It just went up to 80 degrees here. It was getting cool. I was finding mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could wear long sleeves and stuff. You know, California cool. And then today's, like this week, it's all 80s. It's like, ugh. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm like, I like 70 is like perfect for me. But like, I love all these like extra summer days. I'm, I'm uh, same. Not me. Not me. I run hot. These people, me, I do too. Like, crazy hot but i don't care i still like it and sun's i don't know it makes me happy because normally i'm a miserable prick (laughs) so these fans don't care at all about what we're talking about this weather they're here to talk about the one and only big daddy cold diesel formerly known as for those that don't know Uh in wcw master blaster steel Vinny vegas and of course oz some of the uh Vinny Vegas is actually not bad when you go back and watch him. Yeah. Do you guys ever go back and check him out? Like it's not awful. Like I've seen him, but and I I, I never thought it was that bad. Oz, <clears throat> other than the costume, I yeah. was into that too. I'm just into a giant dude that looks cool at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Because I thought he looked the cool I- always. Yeah. And the idea of Oz I thought was cool too. Yeah. You know, but I mean <laughs> the presentation was kind of silly with yeah, the yeah. mask and stuff, mm-hmm. but Vinny Vegas, I thought, was like more Kevin Nash, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, no, exactly. Which is always going to be your best character once yep. he comes out. I think even with Diesel, when he finally, like towards the end of his WWF one run, when he started like being more himself, did you guys mm-hmm. like enjoy him more? Yeah, for sure. I loved him through his whole run. Yeah, it's I true. So did I, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was just like, but. And whenever yeah. I'm always about a guy not being that character anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they feel like authentic. So, yeah. yeah. Like, re- do you guys remember his first promo when he won the WWF title? Like, is that when Vince introduced him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, long live the new generation. Like, it's just so like Jeez, yeah. Vince talking through him. He gave him a memo of what the message yeah, yeah. was and he yeah. just delivered it. Yep. Yeah. But like at the end, I felt like he was like, you know, with Taker, like, I ain't afraid of the dark. I ain't right. afraid. Of, like, I love oh, yeah. that. Stuff, yeah, exactly. You know? So this one is hosted by Stan Lane, who we discuss pretty lengthy in our no sold episode of Halloween Havoc. Be sure to check that out. Dropping on Halloween. Exactly. Um. Sweet Stan Lane discovered by Ric Flair at a beach party. <laughs> you learn all kinds of things. So the first did match... you guys feel like um sorry. sorry, um did you guys feel like uh Stan Lane resembled the young Billy Gunn? Mm-hmm. Did well, you no, get that? I, I got Nick Aldis vibes. Oh. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. The, the suit with the broad shoulders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
basically the Billy Gunn <laughs> with like the the oh, Bob. rockabilly like, almost. Yeah, yep. I totally thought the same thing. Nick mm-hmm. Aldis, by the way, that dude needs to wrestle. Like he could barely I'd wrestle think, though. I think really. Yeah, that's how I feel. But like to me, Nick Aldis, and I know he. I think he's going to, but it's just he's just bland guy. Mm. You know what I mean? In the ring to me. So I don't know, but whatever. I don't it'll know. Adam, it'll be Adam Pierce versus Nick Aldis big event at oh, Mania Night not. Two Ugh. or whatever. Hmm. Well, I, maybe I don't want to say. I just feel like when he was in the ring, like um, I don't know. I felt like he was like the coolest dude in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, like he looks. That NWA presentation of him was much better than anything previous in his career. You know, yeah, so it's sure. like that was cool. But I just don't think he could wrestle. Yeah, I hear you. Speak. And you're very much like a work rate dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's enough of that. We don't want to talk about modern wrestling. John will fall asleep. (laughs) So our first match on this one features a favorite of all three of us, guys. This is from the 1995 Royal Rumble, emanating from the USF Sundome in Tampa, Florida, January 22nd, 1995. It's Diesel, World Wrestling Federation champion, defending against Brett the Hitman Hart. A guy we've talked about a few times, mm-hmm. a, a little bit. bit. Um, first ever Perfect Ten segment in the history yeah. of Palestine Classics featuring Bret Hart. Uh, commentary, Vince McMahon, the F-word mentioned, and Jerry the King Lawler. Frank, have you seen this match previously? I have, yeah. I know you're like a Rumble guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Were you I excited have, I did, when... So I didn't even realize... I was I was thinking we're coming in with some like oddball matches, you know. So when I saw this match first, I was like, "Oh, okay." You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna. And it was like a lot of that on the show where I was just like, "Oh, these are actual matches that I've that have been out there." Kind of besides mm-hmm. King Kong Bundy, I didn't I never saw that, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so I was down. You know, I was I was I'm always down for a Brett match, and then you put Diesel in. Also, at one of my I don't know, it's like one of the it's in my opinion one of the better Diesel matches out there as far as i'm concerned i don't know about you guys yep. you know so like right off the bat i was like okay i'm down you know and i and i kind of cheated i looked at the timing on peacock just to see with and i was like okay this one gets a lot of time you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i was like that's a good start for me john boy you've seen this match previously oh yeah yeah so we talked before about like matches being on these calcium home videos that we've seen before that we don't what do you prefer do you prefer to see Fresh matches? Do you like a little mix? What What was your feelings when you walked in and you were like, oh, it's Diesel and Brett, Rumble 95? Diesel and Brett, Rumble 95. A little disappointed, even though I love both <laughs> of these guys, both ranking in my top five-ish of all oh. time. Nash came in at number six. Maybe he's bumped up to the five by now. You know, a year's past. But, uh, he, might have, but he might be bumped down because I know you're a big MJF guy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now don't go ruining this thing. <laughs> we're doing a good. We're doing a good thing here. <laughs> I think um, seeing these two guys, I love them. But yeah, I don't like the recycled event matches appearing on the Coliseum videos. I like them to be those random ones, like the last show we did, where we got like a Skinner versus Shawn Michaels rando. Yeah, match. yeah, yeah. The Diesel versus Brett from Royal Rumble '95. Which also knowing this match so well, I knew that I preferred the King of the Ring match that they had. Mm. 94 much more yeah. spoiler alert but um so i and I, 
we'll get to the end, you know, mm-hmm. so let me not, but knowing this match and knowing this rumble event so well, I was like, all right, you know, I'll watch these guys all day and night, but was hoping for a little bit more random of a start. And me too, to be fair. You know what I mean? Like I, throughout this, I was kind of surprised, but, um, you know, but if we're going to watch matches that everybody kind of knows, you know, might as well be something that's decent, you know, but like John boy said, the ending I get. So, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you. Like, um, I want to see these like weird matches, even it's just from like, maybe a raw, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, we've all seen probably every raw, but like, you know, this one I've watched, you know, probably a dozen times over the years, you know, um, like you said, though, Frank, like it's Brett. So like I'm in. Yeah. So I enjoyed it, but it was like, you know, I like like you mentioned, funny enough, that Skinner Shawn Michaels match. I was like super into that. So I'm like, this is such a weird. Mm-hmm. I like those like eclectic pairings, you know, so yeah, I would have anyway. took like a random diesel versus, um, you know, like Quang match from this era, even <laughs> though I love mm-hmm. Brett so much. It'd yeah. be cool to see a different set. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what the officiating in this in this match, it's uh, it's something to be desired because yeah. there was a lot going on in this one, Frank. It's Earl, isn't it? It's Earl. It's yeah. It's Earl. Yeah. It's Hall of Famer or whatever. I don't know if he is, but who, who I mean, this who booked screw, this thing? Screwing Brett once again, if we're being honest. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Well, he's kind of uh, left with no choice, maybe. Well, I yeah, guess okay. I guess he actually, I guess he helps him out. Saves Brett. Yeah, because he, he wouldn't have got the title. The, yeah, exactly. At the belt. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I thought that I was like it should be a DQ, but then Brett screwed out of the title. You know what I mean? Because it won't because it won't change hands. So that, but then he's laying there concussed, dead, and he has to. They're like the match must continue, and it's like okay, okay. I mean, got this seven foot giant. My favorite ref bump from Earl is when he hurts his like leg. And he's like hopping around. <laughs> Look legit a lot of times. He it did. Fooled, you know. Yeah, I mean that's you know he's doing a good job. So this this match was um, I agree. Like this was one of Diesel's best matches. I think. Um, like you said, John, you prefer the uh, the King of the Ring one. Mm-hmm. Um, ninety ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Did they fight at another Survivor Series? There's so, another Brett Diesel match that I liked, and it's when Diesel was like bad, kind of getting that like edge, because like Brett pins him and he like curses. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, but it would have wouldn't have been '96 because that's Austin and um, okay. Brett, right? So would it have been? And and it wasn't '94. Yeah, I think it's '95. Survivor Series '95. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All oh, right, this is the Rumble. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Because I remember, like, he, mm-hmm. I think Brett's acting like he's hurt. Right. And, like, he kind of does in this match. He plays possum. Does but he, he doesn't do that? get him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's probably too, like, when I was watching this match, I'll bet that Brett, that was a callback to this. Oh, like, no doubt. You know, you know how Brett, like, would construct matches kind of like with callbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So besides the uh, the lack of good officiating in this match, did anything stand out to you guys? Well, you you want to jump in, Frank? No, I mean, I was just going to say, like, 
it's hard. It, I, I, I find a hard time like pointing out Diesel highlights, you know, because the guys he's working with throughout this show are like the guys who are going to make him look like a million bucks, generally speaking, you know, but like through this isn't necessarily this match. That's why I was like hesitant, but like I thought his bumping in some of these matches was kind of crazy for, I don't think of him as that guy. You know what I mean? Like, especially WCW version. And, uh, you know, so like that, I just wanted to point that out because I was just like, man, I was surprised by the big man taking these huge back bumps off drop kicks or whatever it was that he was doing, you know? And I was generally impressed by him. And I was like, man, it's a shame that you didn't carry this into WCW. You know what I mean? Like when you went there and he just became this lazy monster, but I still love him. He didn't have to, though, and that's entirely WCW's fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash, I've, I've watched numerous interviews with him, and he calls Brett his favorite opponent. He won't say it, but like, yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. say one of, because yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to hurt Sean's feelings. Sean, yeah. But like he said, when he would wrestle Brett, like Brett demanded this from me, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. if your boss doesn't demand, sure. Yeah. Why? Why? You know what I mean? Yeah, Unless yeah. you're like, the super work ethic dude if i have to do less and you're gonna pay me more like i don't blame the dude Mm -hmm. but like this is a perfect example in my opinion of like oh nash can't work it's like no the dude can work watch this tape it's the same thing as hogan when they say hogan can't work you know yeah well this This is like um i was gonna say about this mm -hmm. just his his movements and whatnot i always thought diesel was fluid for his character if that makes sense you know what i mean like athletic and agile maybe not the most athletic and agile but his move set embodied his character sure and like the way he moved made sense for the character you know and i always appreciated that even going back here like you said he could work work is subjective even right yeah so here we are with having that conversation but i think in this match specifically he was definitely demanded a lot of him by brett and he was up mm-hmm. to the task like even his selling like the leg remembering mm-hmm. to sell his leg and yeah. the, the physicality between them i think they were both bringing it and that's just brett you know oh yeah not the best right yeah for sure it is and like you're you know you're as good as your partner i guess right and like yeah. you said frank like these guys and that is brett's job to make this guy look good you know he was the face of the company he's the wwf champion but like i agree with you guys like diesel selling is really good in this match and even just talking about him like damn maybe this is his his best match you know yeah yeah. i think what bothers me about the match and we'll talk about the finish right now is all the interference john yes Mm -hmm. tons of interference brett had his enemies you know, Bob Backlund, Owen Hart, his his damn brother. Couldn't leave it couldn't leave it alone, Owen. And um Shawn Michaels always up for uh mixing it up with Diesel, either as a team or as enemies. He he stuck his nose in, in, in the in the match towards the end. I think Earl, like we said, he was left with no choice by the time because there's multiple interference throughout this match. It was mm-hmm. a few yeah. times. Yeah, so yeah. So the first time was Sean runs in, right? And he starts punching Diesel. Is that right? I think that was at the end, right? That was one of the... No, he comes in by himself at first. And then at the end, more people come. They come back out. And then Owen... I'm sorry. Owen came out first by himself. Did Diesel have Brett pinned and Sean came in or something? Is that what happened? I believe you're... Yeah, because Owen Hart came by himself originally earlier i believe and then yeah sean comes then owen then the whole 
than the Rogue's whole gang. Gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, who we'll see later on also. Bob Backlund, which is right. like, st- I understand that Bob was a part of the show at this point, yeah. but it's still so odd when you see like that generation of guys and then Bob Backlund comes out yep. and it's just like, man, I know. what are you doing? They did a good job with him, like his yeah. character, you know, but uh, I agree. It is super, it's like an eyesore. And what else is like, he has the better of Brett at the end of the match. Like, yeah, he's yeah. he's got Brett and the chicken wing, chicken wing yeah. and Diesel's fighting off three guys. You know? So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that, that looks good for my boy. But yeah, anyway, I thought the match overall was good. Yeah, I think it suffered from the schmaz, as Brett calls it, uh, overbooked. And I get it. They're trying to keep both baby faces, you know, strong. Mm-hmm. But um. I think with a better ending, it would have definitely gotten a better rating from me. Especially with all that work that they put in, too. You know, it's exactly. like a long match. It, yep. It's not like it's a joke matchup, you know? And like it was over 25 minutes that match. Yeah. You know, so it's like I feel like it deserves a proper ending. But mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? I think well, um I do want to say, and we'll talk more about mm-hmm. Diesel's style throughout this tape and just um maybe like his character, but I liked how Diesel never threw like right hands or left hands because in reality, he'd probably kill someone, but he would throw those like forearms. Yeah. But once again, they look cool for his character. Did you guys notice that? Like he'll never really throw a fist. It's always like the. No, what was really cool when he was throwing when it kind of first off in this match, like they kind of just go at it immediately. Like normally it's like the baby faces start out kind of nice and then like they'll start throwing punches. But like. They're immediately throwing punches. And one really cool spot that I liked is when Diesel was just like F it and he's holding Brett up by a strap and he's like forearm in his face in. Yeah, yeah. That was a really cool spot. There's a lot of really cool spots that were like um it was like, damn, these guys are good guys. And they were both like Right. That is true. Two baby like, faces, which is difficult. Yeah. How about when Bret Hart um he does the the dive through the middle ropes to the outside? But like the arrangement of it, like the, there's a gate right there. It's like kind of a dangerous spot compared to now. Like everybody clears out. It's a yeah, nice, right. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold up. Let, let me wait for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett was like yeah. going for it through the ropes. Yeah. Full ahead, Darby Allen style almost. It was pretty wild. Yeah, you're right. That is a that's a good point. But I think, um, you know, normally two guys, two good guys hook up and they're like kind of they're chain wrestling first. And but this broke down like immediately and they're like. Yeah. Brett hit him with a chair like um, Diesel went for a chair. There was a yep. lot of like, but and you know, after it all, they're buds. They're One buds of my again. least favorite spots in wrestling, though, is when mm-hmm. even the great Bret Hart, the greatest Bret Hart, the chair into the ring post with that's supposed to hit the knee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, yeah. and he and he clearly kind of take yep. care of diesel and vince yeah. is like i think he missed him and then yeah like, i think that's because it's hard to get that right yeah 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 because hmm. we all saw it you know and vince was like oh i guess we're yeah trying to cover that one up yeah but that has been done better but i agree yes. that one you know he's looking the dude had i'm sure by now even knee surgeries at this point and it's mm-hmm. like right oh no I, you got to take care of him that's just yeah. the spot itself kind of looks funky but i do like their you can get to your ratings or, or the, you know, we talked about the finish, but um, the chemistry with these guys, like even with King of the Ring 94, this one go to Survivor Series. I think that I personally like the contrast in styles like I like the athletic 
technician versus the big man. I kind of like that sometimes more than the two technicians, which sometimes doesn't always work out. We've had so many clunkers with like perfect versus Sean. You'd think that'd be amazing, but yeah. it's not. But then you get Diesel and Brett, and it's like, oh, that works. That's really good. Obviously, it's Brett, but I just want to say I like their chemistry and you know the contrast and their uh, styles. I do too. Um, and it makes you think of like other pairings like that. Like you mentioned perfect and Sean, like that should have been one of the best matches ever, but like Sean and Sid had great chemistry. They did. did. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, obviously we're talking about it. Brett and diesel, uh, Sean and diesel had good chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, and low key, Brett, low key, Brett and Yoko, maybe if you think about it, uh, the great interrupter, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, mean, I didn't Brett know what I was the best. Brett brings the best <laughs> buddy, though. Like, are we being if we're being completely real? Yeah, this is definitely like um my favorite opponent. Brett and Bam Bam. Sorry, jumping all over. Oh, you. yeah. That's a big man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I want to hear all your thoughts, John. Brett and, any, Brett and anyone. Yeah. If you interrupt me again, I'm turning this podcast around. <laughs> <laughs> the new thing is anytime I open my mouth, Brett and Brett and <laughs> We got to rate this one, guys. I'll be honest. After watching this, I went back and watched the Royal Rumble 95 version because, once again, I'm like a story guy, and I wanted to see the whole story. Yeah. And it's way better with that stuff. Yeah. Also, Shmai's ending in that one? Yeah, it's the same. I'm saying I'm watching the, like... No, I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Like, it's that, that... Oh, okay. It's the same match, but yeah. I'm okay, watching gotcha, like a gotcha, Royal Rumble gotcha, version because you're not. Don't ever say that again. Um, yeah. But I like to see like, you know, like the lead up, the story. They do a little like Brett's in the back and he's like taping up his wrist and he's like, yeah. I, I just don't I don't want to talk right now. You know, like treating it seriously. That was that enhances my enjoyment of a match when I get to see the story. But yeah. just judging it from this, we got to rate this just for what it is. Frank, mm-hmm. what do we got? I'm- I'm gonna give it um a six out of ten. Okay. Uh I think it's a good match. I think it's a good match. Poor ending. If if the ending is like clean finish one way or the other, you know, it's maybe a seven for me, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh they kind of botched that ending as far as I'm concerned. And I was thinking the King of the Ring match is where I was confused. Isn't that a similar finish, like a interference? Yeah, cost things, you know what I mean? If I recall correctly, Does- but um Nightheart. Diesel's the IC champion there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Jim Neidhart, yeah. And that actually makes sense in the whole night. Yeah. Neidhart costs him the match, and then he helps Owen win the game. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, um, yeah, six out of ten for me. I just I thought it was good, and you know that's a high grade for most Kevin Nash uh, matches. And like for I sure. said, the the finish the only thing really holding up from being like a, a proper good score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say if we were judging on the full length match, 27 minutes and change, like you said, yeah. Duke, you went back to watch it, might create a different score rating, but we got to rate on this. I'm going six and a quarter right around you, Frank. Okay. For the finish, I just love um, just the, the Earl. You mentioned Earl. Like, I do love his presence there. Like, he always makes title matches feel so important. So you have the whole formula there. The interference, I definitely could have did without. But, um, yeah, six and a quarter for me. Earl, similar to Aubrey Edwards, bringing that star power to every match that she's yeah, involved yeah. in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, this is interesting, guys, because I'm the least biggest Diesel fan on this podcast. 
but I've rated this match higher than both of you. I wonder I, why. I have it at a solid 7 out of 10. There you go. And if it, like you said, Frank, that ending brings it down, you know, because yeah. the match is very good. I still think, you know, even though, like, for us, we're kind of critical, I think. I think that's fair to say. Like, yeah. a 6 out of 10 is, like, a good score for us. Honestly. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. If you guys are listening, I definitely think this one's worth checking out. You know, it's uh, 20 minutes of two of the biggest stars in the history of the business, quite frankly. And especially at that time. Mm -hmm. top tippity top yep yep so john before we get into the next one you <clears throat> did you want to uh elaborate on like diesel's character you were mentioning i just wanted to say that sometimes people will lump him in that category the roman reigns category like the manufactured star and um i don't think that's proper description because this guy got over organically yep yes they put the machine behind him but i think Frank, you could talk more about it. Like, it's not fair to say this guy was um, created no. in a lab like no, one no. other guy. My like first memory of Diesel is just hitting the music, you know, hearing the horn fucking blast, and then him walking out and going, "Oh, you know what I mean? Like, this dude is cool looking." You know what I mean? Then he went in there and killed somebody. I don't even remember who it was. I just remember seeing him walk out. I have this memory of him walking out all black and then i was just like oh this guy is cool and that was the start of me liking diesel and after that i was like this diesel guy i want to you know see more of you know mm -hmm. diesel going against the grain of uh wrestlers frank would normally gravitate towards yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure and you know and being well, a child was, watching that yeah exactly being a child was i was kind like, of a badass though mm -hmm. true you know true but like style in the ring wise for sure yeah right mm -hmm. you know but like He's just, he was too cool. He was undeniably cool. Like, unlike Roman, you know, like, I get the the appeal of, of Roman. Like, he's a good-looking dude. He can look cool and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But he just didn't have that aura from day one like Diesel did, you know, as far as I'm concerned. He didn't get booed for four years. That's true, too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I remember, like, the Rumble when he was a bad guy and he had that run. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Like, how the fans were, like, you know, and that the rumble it's funny the rumble will like kind of start things for people sometimes yeah when they have runs and they've tried again to manufacture that too mm -hmm. and like i don't i don't think he is like you said john the, the machine got behind him like look at him you know he's yeah. fucking seven feet tall he was always in good shape that's something we never really talk about with nash mm -hmm. he was always in good shape yeah. even in wcw like he was always a big dude you know um Good looking dude, charismatic, obviously, like gray hair. Um, yeah, great hair. Great hair, yep. I would uh, say a, a better like comparison would be not so much Roman Reigns, but like maybe Batista brought in as the the deacon for Devon. Mm -hmm. And like maybe not so organically got over, like, but eventually I think the crowd accepted him more as like, oh, this dude's cool. Like Batista's yeah. cool and mm -hmm. we believe it effortlessly mm -hmm. cool. Because Roman yeah. is kind of probably a nerd, if we're being honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Nash is just effortlessly cool yep. as hell, mm -hmm. much like I think Batista was for a moment. Yeah. I could. We talked that. about, like, um, you know, in history, like some of, like, the coolest, quote, unquote, dudes. And, like, Diesel's always up there. Oh, yeah. It's like Scott Hall, Diesel, Diesel, Mr. Perfect, yeah. you know, just guys that had that, like... The first two dudes flag. I always say. Yeah, the first two dudes yeah. I always say are Scott Hall and Diesel. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, 
just for that cool, they ooze cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Hollywood and Hogan. like, yeah, <laughs> the old grandpa, but he was hilarious. It was, it was like so a dad fun. joke, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Nash too, like Diesel at this point, um, the fastest man to ever capture all three titles in the World Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. Less than a calendar year, Diesel was world tag team champion, intercontinental champion, and WWF champion. A feat that I don't think has ever been matched since then in that time frame. You know what's funny? When they said that on um, on air, it was just like, I didn't even really think about it. Because like when I started like really, really paying, there was already more titles. You know what I mean? Like in the company. So like mm-hmm. look, when I when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. That there was no European and whatever yeah, else right. whether belt they had. You know, so I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, and I and I like that. The simpler times of less is more. Yeah. Bell, yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Just a few titles. And if you had one, that's great. That's the I mean, you can say that about wrestling in general. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the less is more thing. Now there's 37 titles. You got guys on Raw wearing NXT titles, you know? Yeah, it's all just, over, dude. Yeah. It's silly. So from there, we're going to move on to a match from Monday Night Raw. This one is from Macon, Georgia, February 20th, 1995, featuring World Wrestling Federation Diesel defending against Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Who is still active today? This is 1995, and Jeff Jarrett can be seen every Wednesday in on another title match. AEW Dynamite. Yes, sir. Uh, fact, commentary. Fun... Go, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Now I was going to say fun fact about Macon, Georgia. That's where Scott Hall. Uh, that same building is where Scott Hall made his WCW uh, debut through the crowd. Nice. There you go. Oh. Look at Frank doing his doing his investigative journalism. <laughs> So the roadie, McMahon, the roadie ringside with Jared as well, looking yes. like a little nuisance out there. I was gonna <laughs> get, can't. I was gonna get to that. Sorry, but if you want to, <laughs> you want to tell us who was on commentary, John. You got it. You can it was care. Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, your grandfather, <laughs> and Jim Cornette, which is uh, a weird pairing. Yeah, you know, I like Cornette, but like, I don't know. Did you guys like him on commentary? Me neither. Nope. Yeah, I have no opinion of Corny. You know, it's just yeah, it's whatever to me. Whenever he does anything, because I I'm not crazy about his managing. I'm not crazy about a lot of them. I think he's funny going on rants and stuff like that. But like other than that, I was never a Cornet person. Yeah, yeah. I liked him in NWA with the Midnight Express, but mm-hmm. like I grew up on that, so it might yeah, be. Yeah. But like when he was with Yokozuna and stuff, it always felt weird to me. Yeah, like I yeah. was like, I get it. Like they wanted a mouthpiece, but like. Fuji was good enough for me. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this one. Diesel and Jeff Jarrett. John Boy, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, you get Earl back in there to keep law and order as the ref. So, you know, we get another Earl Hebner appearance. I think um, it's always interesting watching like a smaller heel try to take on a big baby face, you know, and how they kind of have to like keep the upper hand, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And Jarrett did a pretty decent job. Diesel once again was like kind of selling really good in this match. I remember he he took like the swinging neck breaker at one point mm-hmm. really flawlessly. Um, just sold for this smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the bulldog was kind of nasty. Bulldo- uh, Jarrett did a bulldog off the second rope and caught Diesel, planted him, and he went down nice and quick. And I mean, Diesel could move. He'd, like 
yeah this is showing for anyone who didn't see it you know he could move but um that was my only gripe it's like it's hard sometimes with the smaller heel mm-hmm. but my opinion of jeff jarrett here at this point i i was never a fan i hated the, the mm. ring gear i really just despised his character and and mm. maybe some people would say that's what he was supposed to do yeah but um I don't know, man. Something about that ring gear, as creative as it was, because it kind of <laughs> looked like a guitar or something, I guess, mm-hmm. with the country. I don't know. Did you guys? I mean, dude, you were all right with this attire, right? I liked Jeff Jarrett. Um, it's weird, like, because I saw him in, I guess it was USWA, like in on ESPN, probably. And like, he was a blazing baby face there, though. Mm. But I don't know. I like kind of watched him when I was a kid and then like mm-hmm. he came here. So I don't know. I always have liked Jeff Jarrett. It's weird, but like it might be like the old school in him. You know, yeah. I do agree his and his gear really didn't make sense to me. Like it didn't scream country music. No, yeah. Like his character, Double J, was supposed to use, you know, the WWF as a platform to like start him for his country music career. But like mm. It never translated like that to me. Yeah, I was never a Jared guy. He just rubbed me wrong. He had beep with Razor. He had beep with guys I liked, you know? And then it was mm. like, and I didn't think he was that great, like, as a youngin. So I was just like, ah, this guy, he just annoyed me. You know what I mean? So I was never thrilled, especially when I was young. And then how, what he turned into, you know, like the WCW yeah. years, it was like, are you kidding me? He's the world champion. And then, mm-hmm. then the impact years or TNA years. And it was like, he was running the show. So I always was like, this guy is such a fraud. Thinks he's better than he is. Fake Ric Flair. You know, so yeah, I was yeah. always, I was always a hater. You know, it's actually this, not, not this AEW run, but like the recent, cause even when he was in WWE, I just thought he came back. He looked in great shape and he was just work, you know, doing the job. And then he went to AEW. He was doing that all blacked out, you know, mm-hmm. look with the cowboy. And I thought that's cool looked, when he debuted, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like at least that, like that's the this that's the first time, maybe the last couple of years, where I've given him any love. So I actually liked him, believe it or not, in his WCW run and like right off the bat when he had cut his hair after the X Pac feud and like had the mm-hmm. shorter hair and then went to WCW and Russo, whoever was trying to put I kind of bought in, believe it or not. Like because he was always a B minus player to me or like a yeah. C plus or whatever you want to call it. Like great worker. If you're being dead honest, like yeah. as as the way he can move and his ability, I think, but as a top guy, I never bought him in that no. WCW. There was a blip. Then it got weird with the Arquette stuff and all that yeah. nonsense. But um, with that said, I did like this match, believe it or not, for what it was, this quick little raw match. Like you said, Duke, you wish you got more of these random raw matches. I thought it was fun. And, uh, Honestly, like I we'll we'll get to the finish, but we talk a lot about how when we go back and we watch some of the guys that we don't really, you know, have love for and we develop some love or it gets just even more so, you know, you're like, man, no wonder I love this guy so much. So like, Frank, you said you were like never a Jarrett fan. So Mm -hmm. like watching this, like, what did you think? Did he impress you? Was it like, oh, it's. Jeff Jarrett, I don't really care. Like, no, yeah, it definitely. My tune has changed a little, you know, and like he's definitely doesn't suck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and I said in the beginning, like, this table is a bunch of guys that can help Diesel, you know, yeah. look good and Jarrett included, you know. Um, obviously, we, the rest of the guys are all we know what they could do, but Jarrett was, you know, I thought he, you know, did well with Diesel in there, you know, made Diesel look better than maybe he is. I don't know, but um, 
you know, it didn't turn me off just seeing him because I've learned to respect his game. You know what I mean? And uh, so, like, I, th- I thought it was solid. I wasn't – he's not a turnoff anymore, you know? Like, I've grown up a bit and at least can appreciate that he could wrestle, you know, when when 99% of these dudes can't even wrestle, I feel like, most of the time when you see them, of what I think of as wrestling, you know? So, um, yeah, no, I was, like, I was down to see it, and I was happy the way this shook out. You know what I mean? Like, the way this match worked, it went – how I wanted this match to go, not some goofy ending necessarily. <laughs> um, and and also Jared is IC champ, you know what I mean? So, you, you know, you have to put some respect on his name a little bit here. So I don't know. All that stuff matters to me. Mm-hmm. Jared, uh, you know, we're big ring attire guys. We were just talking about his ring attire. He has a strap uh, malfunction in this one. Did you guys catch that? <laughs> no. His one strap broke. I'm so weird. (laughs) I was really hoping that like you guys would have seen that. Yeah. Because I'm like, maybe I'm not that weird, but one of the guitar strings. Yeah, one of his he had a guitar string malfunction. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was supposed to be guitar strings until dude. I just thought of that when I was watching this match earlier. Was this common knowledge? I never thought of that either. I never thought of that. Does it make sense though? It's your it's your artistic eye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> I was just like, uh, does this supposed to be a guitar? We got to figure out how detailed guys. Vince was though with these characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can totally see Vince being I can like see that. And this is it. We're you know he's marking it up, you know, on a piece of paper. He looks like a guitar. guitar. Strings. He's a human guitar. I feel like that's you know? the thing. I feel like I've yeah. heard that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like in the, oh okay. You know, I never world, do that. So yeah. you you might be a genius, John. You are a genius, yeah. but you may be a genius for this for this reason. Oh, I appreciate so, uh, towards the end of this one, I love when, so now in wrestling, like towards the end, like guys will give the signal for like their finish and like it barely ever happens, you know, <laughs> but this one, Diesel's revving it up. He's revving up that diesel engine. And just like that, it's a jackknife power bomb. Down he goes. Jeff Jarrett, one, two, three. And in the middle. Exactly. Yes, clean in the middle, as they right, say. Right down, right down. Jackknife powerbomb. Your winner, still World Wrestling Federation champion Diesel. The roadie sticks his his stupid face in it. He gets a <laughs> he gets a big boot, and yeah, he gets good. jackknife for his trouble, pal. <laughs> you know, like as it should be. Yeah, you don't do that to Big D. After I will say, ball. I will say, it's cool when uh, the roadie gets hit because of his stupid ass hair. Yeah, it, oh. it, it just adds to the visual of the. It day. was, it was always a good visual, man. Whenever he got hit, whipping that mm-hmm. hair back, mm-hmm. not as good as his brother uh, Buzzkill in WCW, <laughs> but you know everybody knows Buzzkill. We got to mm-hmm. rate this one. Nice little raw match. I thought it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. John Boy, what'd you give this one? I was at a five out of ten. A okay. nice solid raw match. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I do think. Jarrett was very good in the match. I'm not mm-hmm. taking anything away from him. He did what he's supposed to, I guess, because I was all about Big Daddy Cool in this one. And I'm glad he got that win, as it should be. Signal for it. Lay him down with the jackknife. Yeah. That's it. Nice and clean and simple. I liked it. It was a fun little, uh, you know, yeah. surprise match. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I gave it five. Five out of ten, you know? Just like like he said, it, it went down the way it should be. Um, Jared looked good. I, listen, even the roadie, he took a beating like a champ, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and it ended the way you want to see it. The lazy power bomb finished <laughs> over. You get an extra lazy power bomb, and I like it. 
And I call it lazy powerbomb with love. You know yep. what I mean? Yes. I, I love it because every time he does it, I think yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he just like lays them down. Um, I am clearly the biggest Diesel fan on this podcast. Yeah. What we're discovering. Maybe I just like Jeff Jarrett more than you guys. Mm, I gave this do. one a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. I agree with you, John. When the bad guy is little... And he's going up against this giant. It's really hard. You know, you don't because the what's the thing like David and Goliath, right? Like that's the easiest story to tell, like the little guy trying to, you know, like we mentioned with Brett and Diesel, Brett trying to conquer this like unstoppable mm -hmm. mountain of a man. And before we move on, I did um one thing in both of these matches. I was like, damn, man, like this reminds me of like if Brett would have finally gotten the fight Hogan at like SummerSlam, like how that was planned. Mm. Like they took like photos and everything. Like after WrestleMania, when Hogan um beat Yoko, the great interrupter, um, Hogan and Brett took photos. Like they were going to have a match at mm. SummerSlam. And I'm like, damn, like that could have been so good, man. Like these two matches reminded me because it's like the kind of medium, I guess, guy right it's like this giant and like they could have done it again but mm -hmm. they didn't um anyway i gave us a 5.5 out of 10 thought it was good i think jeff jarrett is one of those guys that um like he has good matches man he just yeah. does like he he's a good hand as they say you know like mm -hmm. and i think um <laughs> as we go along like through these calcium classics and like you think of like all time greats like Diesel Kevin Nash is an all time great like for mm -hmm. sure but no like doubt. name ten great Nash matches yeah you know but it it just shows you it doesn't it's not all about that you know yeah. and like because like I think Triple H is one of the greatest of all time but like Triple H I kind of put in that um that Jarrett category. Yeah, like he's just thing. like a, yeah, he's yeah. like a good hand. You oh, know? you he's think of him like hand. in the Jarrett category? That's not negative. Yeah. I think fondly of Jeff. Jarrett. You you bought um, Triple H though as the man. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. He was my favorite wrestler at one time for yeah. sure. But I just think like Triple H, name ten great Triple like H great matches. matches. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Like the thing I with think... that is like if you take um a wrestler like. Chris Benoit, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Some people might want to watch 30 hours of his matches, but I, I would actually fill up like 30 hours or whatever the tape may be of Diesel segments, like with him yep. and Hall. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that counts. Mm -hmm. Wrestling is, is the whole thing. That's my point. Like, you don't have to be... And it's, you know, once again, greatest perspective, right? You know, right, like exactly. the PW500, I remember um, for so many years, it was like Austin Hogan, like, you know, Whoever was the top guy at the time was number one, Bret Hart. And then number one one year was Dean Malenko because that. he just went yeah. to, you know, work rate. So it's all it subjective. Yeah. But like, I think when you think of all time greats, like Jake the Snake's an all time great to me. Without a doubt. And it's like name 10 great Jake matches. It's yeah. not all about Piper. That. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Well, you know, Diesel does get the some of the most slack from like fans and marks you know like they just they they're uh, relentless sometimes with the, the nash hate for whatever reason i he know talks it's a lot yeah is that what it is yeah yeah i think he talks a lot you know and he rubs people wrong a lot 
and he had a lot of stroke in one of the companies. So you always get that. If you're a guy with massive stroke, you know, Hogan gets it. Jarrett got it in ways, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like later in his career. So it's like, you always kind of get, you got to deal with that uh, point of view of like the people who feel like you're just given everything, you know, Mm -hmm. the quad injuries, you know, people like to make fun of him about that, but that, you know, that's damaging stuff. That's like yeah. ruined his and life. And look at him, bro. Mean, at 60 yeah. years old, he's better yeah. better shape he's than a lot of these 25-year-olds. Yeah. So, yep. If you ever see those pictures of him with like, you know, when he had his pants off just to show his legs like before the surgery? And it's like, it's gnarly. It's sad. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not a joke. You know, that yep. guy's, no. you know. I agree. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. Big Daddy Cool. I'm excited so about this gonna, next match. Yeah, we're going to move on to this one. This is... uh. World Wrestling Federation champion Diesel taking on that King Kong Bundy. Is he IC with... champ? I'm sorry. Or has he got that world strap? He's the world champion. I feel like he's the world champion, yeah. He's the world swore... champion here. Okay, I'm, I, I swore I, held, I saw him hold up the IC title. Or was that the previous match versus Jarrett? Jarrett had the IC title. Jarrett was IC champion. Okay, my bad. <clears throat> uh, this one... King Kong Bundy accompanied by the Million Dollar Man, member of that, one of the weirdest factions of all time, in my opinion, that Million Dollar Team. I was never a fan. The Million Dollar, were they called the Million Dollar Team? Million Dollar Corporation. 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 It was just so weird. It was like Bigelow and Bundy and Tatanka Mm -hmm. and like IRS. It just, it didn't make any sense to me, but uh, Gorilla Monsoon, a guy who I love. I don't know about you guys. You ever hear of him? Never heard of him. <laughs> you, I've I've heard of this guy, Gino, and uh, Stan Lane on commentary. Yeah, about it. <laughs> we talk about uh, in previous episodes of Coliseum Classics how they they kind of just talk and like it's fun, you know. Yeah, and did you guys get the <laughs> the idea that like? Gorilla just gave no shits in this match. Yeah, I felt that His way. commentary, like... It, was their commentary recorded after the fact, you think? It or, seemed like it, didn't you know, it? Yeah, because I was yeah. just like, it seems like these guys are, you know, the matches happen and they're putting commentary to it, so there's more... It doesn't seem like the stakes don't feel as high, you know what yeah. I mean? The way they're just I, chit-chatting. I agree. We've talked about that previously. I don't like when they do it after the yeah. fact, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it was, but I definitely felt the same as you. I was like, did they like tape this? And like, yeah. I would almost well, guarantee it for that. This seemed like, especially it was, with uh, Stan Lane, after, you know what right. I mean? Like, do you recall a time him on? T- I don't know. I, this is not no. my, yeah, no. exactly. Like, I remember him doing like interviews and stuff, but That's I don't ever remember him doing. Um, yeah, this was uh, Diesel making Bundy look small here, by the way. Crazy, dude, Bundy really small. Like, when I saw yeah. Bundy and I was like, this is the monster that went up against Hogan. You know what yeah. I mean? And But I also want to point out really quickly that I look at Bundy and I go, this dude main event at WrestleMania, that means nothing. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Because I was just like, look at this dude. I understand. I understand. Don't get, I want no heat from John Boy. Oh, no, <laughs> you're not going to get heat from me. You're not going to get heat from me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I saw him. I was like, oh, this is, this dude sucks, bro. Bundy's a, a weird one, right? Because yeah. um, when I was a kid, like he looked so old. And then yeah, you come yeah. to find like he's in this 29. match. Yes, exactly. Yeah. In this match, he's 40 taking yeah. on diesel. And, um, you know, it seems it's just how age works. I'm looking at him. Yeah. I'm his age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How old was Bundy here? 
did 40. you say? 40. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, this is um this is one of those weird ones, like we said with Backlund. Like Bundy just doesn't like belong in this era. Yeah, I feel like a new um, generation. Yeah, you know, like they're talking about the new even generation. style, even the style of wrestling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if it's the new generation, and we're talking about Sean and Brett and even Diesel and Owen and all these types. Razor, yeah, Razor, and then it's King Kong Bundy and and a, a chin lock for two minutes. Yeah, yeah how about that? Uh, one thing I did like about Bundy, I don't know if you guys remember if or have ever seen the uh, the vignettes for him coming back where yeah. he's like over the cities and stuff. I love like, that. It's, it's stupid, really though. good. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's hokey, but like it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, this one, like under five minutes, uh, at one point, Gorilla Monsoon asks if Diesel is wearing a golf glove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he goes, I think it's a motorcycle, <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> It's like he's confused. Well, like, Why would it be yeah, a golf just, club? Monster? And I was like, is he working us? Or yeah. is he just like, you just know, having fun? Yeah, is he just, does he not care? Like, yeah. <laughs> shortly after, like, he's off commentary, ends up becoming like the, uh, whatever they called it then, the president of the World yeah, yeah. Federation. Mm-hmm. Is that what they called it? Right. But, um, yeah, girl is always fun. Uh, given insight on injuries during this match, once again, something that I love is, uh, you know, when the commentator brings that extra thing, like we talked about it at length with Jim Ross, when we talked about Halloween Havoc, be sure to check that episode out on No Sold, a wrestling podcast. Um, whenever a commentator brings that extra information, like I appreciate it. That's yeah. why, like, when we do these Coliseum classics, I try to bring something that maybe the listener hasn't ever known, you know, so like, mm-hmm. hopefully, like, while you're listening along, you're having fun, you're enjoying the matches, but you're also learning something about the history of wrestling and that it existed before the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one, the ending, what's he end it with, Frank? Dude, really quick, before I tell you what he <laughs> ended with, the whole thing that I was hanging on to in this match was like, can he get this dude up for his yeah. finish? You know what I mean? I was like, maybe. Because, you know, we've seen him do it to giant dudes eventually, yeah. you know? Yeah, giant. Yeah, he'd be giant. So I was like, all right, I want to see how that looks. No. Flying clothesline. <laughs> he hits the flying clothesline, dude. And I'm like, okay, cool. You finally did something to this guy. And then yep. that's it. That's all he Barely a clothesline. More like a face palm slam. <laughs> yeah, it was like a face palm yeah. slam. Yep. Yep. And that's it. One, two, three. I think Bundy had like a no bump, uh, like claws, and because Taker would always beat him like this too. Like yeah. Taker couldn't do anything. So how much does he does he weigh? Like shoot weight? He's probably over four something. Got to be over four. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like I get it. There's only so much you could do with this dude, but Brett would have figured it comes... out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would have forced victory rolled him or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he hits him with the big boot out of the corner. Like you said, Frank, the big flying clothesline. He called that the gas tank. I don't know if you guys knew that <laughs> when he when he hit that. That's nice. true. Look it up. John, you're laughing at me. The big gas tank clothesline. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Diesel Diesel gets the win. Five minute match. Yeah. Diesel disposed of King Kong Bundy. Yeah. The main event of WrestleMania two that Hulk Hogan had a struggle with. Yeah. Big D, Big D handles him in under five, baby. This is some this is some eight or nine years later though. Bundy, you know, slowed down. Hogan had a young prime King Kong Bundy. 
Got it. I don't know. Big Daddy Cole Diesel showing uh, why he's the leader of the new generation here. <laughs> I got to <laughs> tell you, the big the big gas cap clothesline. Would you rate? <laughs> would you rate this one? I gave this a one out of ten. All right, a one Listen, out of ten because these you're are the broadcast journalist, brother. Yeah, Diesel doesn't even do anything. It's it's one thing to have like a bad big man match, you know, but like nothing really happens. To be fair, and mm. he clothesline finishes him. I'm sorry. I just gas, I would never watch this clothesline. Again. Took yeah, him out. Yeah. I would never watch again. So one out of ten. I'm sorry. Sorry, mm. Big D. So I would say. If younger me was at this event, you know, live, got my ticket and I'm watching this. There were a lot of like happy fans here. There were a lot of excited fans when Diesel got the win. So I'm not going to take that away from them. Like they still got joy out of it. Younger me probably would have to be a little less stiff. Go three out of ten. All right. Because I still enjoy seeing, you know, Diesel out there doing his thing. But and Gorilla, hey, that knocks it up a notch. Yeah, That's true. Anytime. That that one is because of Gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gorilla brought it up one point for me because I was with you, Frank, but because of Gorilla, because of the gas cap clothesline, Big D gets the win, which is always nice to see. Listen to the adjective. I'm going to give it a two out of 10 overall. That's where we're ranking it. Nice. Moving on. We're going to go to now this one. This is an interesting match up here we're all fans of both these guys involved this one so it took place on january 11th 1995 but aired on monday night raw on february 5th 1995 just three days before james dean's birthday about that south padre islands is where this one takes place from which was super cool to see uh wwf title match big daddy cool diesel taking on the king of hearts owen hart this one is from the action zone jim ross and vince mcmahon on commentary here boom so you just mentioned jim ross from our halloween havoc how much he did for you on that show so i'll tell you what i'm not going to shut up about the guy also a real quick point on jim ross i tweeted him and he oh, retweeted yeah. it. Yeah, That's like sick. I was like super. I was just so excited. Yeah. Like after hearing him, I'm like, man, like I don't know. Like we said, we go back and watch this old stuff, and you rediscover your love. And I did, man. Like, and I'm glad that he saw it. You know, I yeah, because cool. like he yeah, yeah, yeah. he is like he is the dude. He is that dude mm-hmm. in yeah, two different awesome. generations, really, too. And when three I, now because he's still around. When I saw you. uh when you sent that, I was like, man, that's cool because it reminded me of I tweeted that picture of me when I said I joined the click with Razor and Nash yeah. and, and Razor retweeted it that's way back awesome. in the day. Like old that's school, so cool. you know, and I was like, man, yep. that's the sickest. Some of these guys so con- man, confirm they... confirm member by the men themselves. You know, what I'm saying? listen, that's why we're that's why you're here, pal. Mm-hmm. This is Big Daddy. <laughs> this is Big Daddy Cool's time to shine. We got to let you. Uh... Yeah. But it is always cool, you know, like call me a mark. I don't give a shit. Like it is what it is. It's cool when like someone that you admire. I just want them to see it. Honestly, I just wanted, like, I wanted him to see how much like he brought to that event for me. You know, he really did. And I'm sure he appreciated that. Honestly, yeah. Because so it's it's only it is is, he is really good on that show. For anyone that didn't watch, fantastic. Be sure to check that out once again. No Soul to Wrestling podcast will recover Halloween habits. 
So coming into this one, like I said, action zone. This is uh, Vince actually mentions Diesel winning the Triple Crown in less than a year here. Uh, Owen Hart, we could talk for hours about him. Um, the King of Hearts, one of the most crisp, fluid, just flawless technical wrestlers in the history of the business. He is in great shape in this match. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, like yeah. jacked, man. Like Owen was in good shape but like he was like in really like top shape here um john boy what do you got on this match well like you said jr and vince on commentary they were like fired up from the beginning this this crowd was fired up it was one of those like you said random cities random areas it was cool um they were fired up right off the bat Owen charging him in the corner i think it was like just laying shoulders in it was Aggression right off the bat, kind of like the Brett Noah match. And um, whereas I didn't think Jarrett, you know, I said the smaller heel stuff, like there's something about Owen that is more believable as a, like a threat, like a tough guy. You know, I know he's not the first person you think of, but yeah. like he seemed like he was um, a legit threat to Diesel's championship here. I look at Owen like I look at, Guys who would end up like surpassing him in terms of achievement, like Benoit and those guys, were like they're not huge, they're not big stature, but you never felt like they were a joke. You know what I mean? Like even right. though eventually WWE would have Owen do jokey stuff, you know, but like you knew he was a legit like a shooter. You know what I mean? And like and if he wanted to get down, you knew he was capable. You know, and that's how I always looked at Owen. So to see him in a match with Diesel, we talked about smaller guys dealing with this monster you know what i mean like how they gonna handle it but you always felt like he can work and his style was so effective too like breaking him down there's a part there he's in the corner and he's just working his legs over like those thighs just like you know putting a beating on him and it's just like yeah it's smart and it comes off as believable with the guy because you know he's he he was built that way you know mm -hmm. And Owen, like, wasn't one of the biggest guys or anything like that. Like, like you mentioned, Benoit, um, I think it's just that, honestly, it's that, like, reputation of the Hart family dungeon, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you sure. know, if you came from there, like, this dude could scrap if need mm -hmm. be, you know, like, um, we talked about Brian Pillman on the Halloween Havoc episode of No Sold. And like, that's another dude that trained with the Hearts. And I'm like, I know this dude's small, but like I believe he can kick ass if he needs yeah. to be. And Benoit is probably the most believable out mm -hmm. of anybody because he was always a jacked up scumbag. Yeah. Like I remember him, like he would face off against like um Big Reese, you know, uh Big Ron Studd, I think his name was at the time. But like he's towering over Benoit, and you still mm -hmm. thought like this dude yeah. doesn't know what he's getting into, you know. So I think that's just like the reputation of the Hart family dungeon and Owen, man, he's just, and this isn't one of those things where like a guy dies and I'm no. retroactively saying how good he was. Owen was as good as Bret Hart guys. Like when you watch, when you watch his matches, it, as far as like, maybe not as great a storyteller as Bret, but like the technical prowess he could do anything he could wrestle with anybody mm -hmm. he proves it once again here with diesel a seven foot monster um making diesel look good flopping all over for him but not in a silly way you know like you guys yeah. said in a believable right. way and he presented a threat to diesel who was wwf champion here and i really 
that's one thing, man, about Owen. Like, I just wish he would have got his roses, you know, like, because yeah. yeah. I really yeah. don't think he ever did, you yeah. know, he didn't No. So. I want to mention really quick yeah. um, how they do cut away in this match. It, it, it seems that they broke it up. Yeah. So you don't get the, the match in its entirety here. Yeah. I don't know exactly how many minutes it went on the tape, but we covered a lot of Owen selling. Uh, I covered the intensity by the commentators, by the wrestlers, the crowd. I think all that together like made this really enjoyable. I wish I saw the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, honestly, because I think they probably, you guys said, what are Diesel's greatest matches? Uh, yeah, this yeah. might have been up there if you saw the whole thing. So maybe some, it, it exists somewhere only because, you know, not to keep going back to just the the heart thing but like brett and owen man both showing like how to make a big man look great in two different ways brett was a baby face owen being the heel but um impressive stuff i think from owen here clearly belonged in that main event even though we don't think of him as a mainstay main event guy i know i don't sadly mm-hmm. but yeah. clearly belong there if if yeah, uh sure you know so i liked it i enjoyed it me too. Um, Owen, uh, once again, like his selling in this match, and you mentioned Diesel too, but like Owen is just selling like all day for Diesel. He does the big, um, he does Brett's bump. Yes, he does. Sternum first bump, which I always loved because like, you know, obviously on screen they were fighting each other, but you know, Brett was so proud of Owen, you know, yeah. for how far he came, like after being the blue blazer, et cetera. But for me, overall, I think this match suffered once again, like you said, John, from like the cut up, yeah, and then the interference once again. Shawn Michaels, you know, like yeah. yeah, like thankfully we do get a clean finish. Once again, big boot, he revs that engine up, and it's Jackknife City, pal. Dude, how hype was Vince during that rev up? <laughs> uh, you... Dude, once again, like we talked about. Vince on commentary, like presenting his product, telling his story as he wants it told. And like, it's great, man. It's great. And the crowd is so into it. So Mm -hmm. for the moment in time that people might not be aware, like Diesel was the man. He was the man on top. This is after Hulk Hogan. You know, this is obviously after Brett. But this was the closest thing, I think, to them getting to like a new generation Hogan. Like maybe it didn't pan out how they wanted. I think it panned out great if you really break it down technically um, because he had a year run and like, but um, this was like, uh, this was cool to see that Vince's vision was working to get this guy um, to the next level. Like after beating Backlund for the title and it's hard to maintain that momentum and whatnot, but the crowd was still loving it. He was still running on diesel power at this moment. Like the crowd was still all in and yeah, it was a cool, yeah. Like you said, straight up finish delivered the bomb there it was i'm the the, the lazy I, power bomb the lazy power bomb i'm not gonna call it that but just, i just always think that because frank yeah. always put it in my, it in is my funny. brain and another thing too like you said about like diesel being like the new hogan it's just like it's apples and oranges because the business was changing you know like Hogan was the right guy at the right time. And I don't say that to discredit him, but like wrestling, it was a perfect storm. Hulkamania was the perfect storm. And like at this point, you know, like, you know how people in general forget wrestling fans. We know we're fickle, but like 
people in general get sick of stuff yeah you know like because they ended up turning on hogan you know yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. what now you know so like diesel did have a great run you know like people you know will shit on his run and be like oh well business was bad business. and blah. it's Who, like whose business the, was good you know the I mean? wrestling business was right bad, you yeah, know so like system. that's just such a poor argument for me and again i think um john you said it earlier how uh nash seems to get a lot of slack and stuff like that but it's like somebody said it on the internet mm-hmm. and fucking somebody heard it and they regurgitated it and now it's a thing no. just like every other wrestling cornball rumor or you know we're calling guys goats now all of a sudden you know yeah. frank you texted me earlier about the miz like yeah people are giving the miz his flowers now and it's like okay Sure, the Miz is Thank God. the Miz is See, the Miz is one of the and that's what yeah. I said to Duke. I said I didn't send it to I said I didn't send it to Tucci because he just agree with all these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's time. But like you know, think like the Miz. Think he's uh, sorry. Just a quick yeah. interrupter. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Miz is the greatest IC champ of all time? Uh, Me, Duke? Yeah. Of the last probably fifteen years. Oh my God! See, this is why I can't. That's why I didn't send it to the. Dude. It's 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 <laughs> it's a forgotten moment by some. But when he had that title and he had this little thing with Dolph Ziggler and it like Dolph put his career on. It's it's actually good stuff. I like that. I did like yeah. that because Dolph Ziggler was. He Dolph made Ziggler. it feel. Um, I I like the Miz as IC champ, but that's just yeah. me. That's what I it thought. is. It's no, it's not just you apparently because the yeah, internet, internet has yeah. now. I call it way, are... I call it way back. Mm. Now they're 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 coming all around. Did, well, you're a trendsetter, pal. Yeah. You know, there we, we go. knew that about you. I just think, <laughs> you know, to call like the Miz like one of the greatest of all times, like what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Exactly. You know, like what subjective, right? You said that earlier. It is. Well, I think you should educate yourself though on you know I think he's got whatever a point. I mean the um <sighs> What's his name? Man, I don't even remember this guy's name. What's the Michael greatest, Zan the longest Walter? rate? No, yeah, Walter. Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> like, he's calling himself the greatest IC champ of all time. Like, he is the longest reigning, but yeah, I don't, that's the thing. Like, subjectively, I don't find him interesting. You know, mm. it's like, I don't care for him. And that's, he's he's a cool throwback, but I don't think he should be the longest reigning IC champ, you know? So that's just my my opinion. On that no side. that's and that's fair but like gunther's also saying it like in character mm-hmm. like the miz truly believes it like mm-hmm. every time the miz had i don't even want to talk we're not going to talk about the <laughs> we're, just move on. we're gonna move on from we're diesel to on. the miz well we were talking about guys that get a lot of slack and that's why yeah, miz yeah. Came. <laughs> but unnecessary flack for diesel he is one of the goats go and watch yourself a calcium home video big daddy cold diesel you'll learn so we got to rate this one guys i don't want to talk about the miss i'm here to talk about big daddy f mm-hmm. and cold diesel once again revs it up big boot gives the sign jackknife power bomb defeats the king of hearts owen hart what are we rating this one i'll start mm-hmm. because of the lack of complete match and once again the stupid interference which was completely unnecessary pointless yeah. i gave it a six out of ten still because I'll tell you what, man, I love Owen Hart. That's no secret. But like when Diesel has the right partner in there, mm-hmm. it's pretty damn entertaining to me. I'll go next. I gave it five and a half out of 10, you know, because I thought it was good. It just it was short. They chopped it all up. The Shawn Michaels um, interference. It was just 
it just seemed super pointless. And I understand for the time. Obviously, I never liked to see that guy. So as soon as I see him, I'm already like, oh, here we go. But it was just another one of those things where like the threat doesn't feel like up to the to the guy he's threatening. You know what I mean? Like it's like diesel. And like all he does is like punch him. You know, like he punches him once and I'm like, okay, like this monster should, it doesn't, it shouldn't even affect him. And then he walks away and he's chuckling with the crowd and stuff like a doofus. Um, yeah, unnecessary, but five and a half out of 10. I still like that. I think it's a good match. Um, you know, put my hate aside. It's one of the, you know, with, with the main event of this uh, tape, you know, like these are all good matchups. And I think this one is right there with the next one. So, yeah. I think just with the interference, um, I won't harp on it too much, but like I'm cool with interference in a match. Yeah. But like it has to mean something. Yeah. And like he just came down. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't it didn't he it didn't hit matter. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it didn't affect the outcome. It was just like so I don't know. The crowd was super cool. And that's I think it's one of those instances where they don't get to see it a lot. Yeah. Which like we saw numerous times on pay-per-views recently, how electric those crowds have been, but John, what'd you rate this one? Right around you guys, five and a quarter. Same reasons. Okay. Give me the whole thing. Probably changes the score. Yeah. We said it all. Good match, though. Any chance I get to see the King of Hearts, I'm in. Agreed. And then this is the this is the final match of this one, believe it or not, fellas. This mm-hmm. one was a uh, kind of a fast Coliseum home video. Only 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick watch. Back. Quick watch. Yeah, quick watch. Uh, we need these every now and then because... We are human beings. Some of us need sleep. Some of us get up very <laughs> early and need to rest our yeah. little baby hearts. So this one emanates from WrestleMania 11. Once again, we're going to recycle something for a Coliseum home video. Not into that. I wasn't when I saw this, I was like, ah, oh, man, like no offense to the guys involved. I was just like, I've seen this so many times, you know, yeah. like John, yeah, you've yeah. probably seen this more times than frank and i combined I i've probably seen it 11 times to have wrestlemania <laughs> okay. 11 probably okay. 11 times yeah. I'm, I'm serious from april 2nd 1995 hartford civic center mm-hmm. hartford connect connect the cut uh vince mcmahon jar the king lawler um big daddy cole defending the world wrestling federation championship against Shawn michaels with big sid at ringside Another pairing I never really dug. Mm-hmm. I didn't dig Sean and Sid together. I like Over their adversaries. After this too, right? Yeah. Um, spoilers. Yeah. Sean and Diesel, I liked. But like Sean and Sid, I just didn't. I didn't think they had chemistry as like, mm. you know, I got it. I understood yeah. him bringing them in after Diesel split. But um, we always talk about ring attire on all of our podcasts. Big D rocking the silver top here, which I thought was cool. And he had the dice on the pants, which is kind of like a throwback to throwback, yeah. Vinny Vegas, which was interesting. Oh my yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Before we get into the match, I do want to ask you guys, what's your favorite diesel ring attire? I'm a sucker for the silver on there. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I don't know that I could pick one. Mm-hmm. out but like even in the games i always make sure i have a silver and black silver top black bottom diesel in my games always so so silver top black bottom you think would be your number one probably i do like okay. the all black 
you know, yeah. it's just it's hard for me to like difference like the small details. I would have to look at them proper, but like I did like the silver and black always. And how about on the pants? Just all black, or did you like the black with like the silver on the side? Remember, he had like the fringe. Yeah, yeah, no, I like fringe. Give me fringe all day. Mm -hmm. Even when he was in NWO, I liked the fringe on his pants. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it it just it was him. You know, yeah, exactly. The dice were interesting. Was he like a like a dice guy? A gambling like, guy? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. John, do you know anything about that? I'd like to know the backstory behind the dice. I mean, other than the homage to Vinny Vegas, yeah, like you guys Vegas. said that could be. You know, wrestlers do that now a lot, like callbacks. Yeah. But back then, I don't think it was as common. So that'd be cool if it was. But Diesel's cool, Big Daddy, cool. I, I like... would also think like he would want to like forget Vinny Vegas, right? Like, I don't know. It could Maybe be out of totally story. unrelated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do um like the all black personally. Like okay. even with the black fringe, you gotta have the fringe, but just black, and then the old school, like the actual Diesel logo. Mm -hmm. on there not the big daddy cool like not yeah the, yeah all the okay, text yeah just the sure. like the um the front of the truck like thing. yeah the, on the front of this tape i believe you know the logo um and also the dice could be like hanging dice from his diesel truck you know what yeah, I mean? yes yeah. there you go he drives this yeah he's got a big rig <laughs> semi i thought he was the semi He's That's a walking diesel from. truck. My bad. <laughs> yeah, These are hanging i don't know I'm, I'm trying to just wrap my head around this thing or was yeah. he the fuel provided for the truck that he drove and he plug yeah. into the truck <laughs> yeah. i think he drove them from town to town got out whooped some ass got back in the truck continued to the next town Lost maybe that's how he was discovered <laughs> yeah. maybe he was just a truck dude and they were like hey pal you're, <laughs> you're you're big well you know vince asks you during the interview like what do you do what do you mm -hmm. do and maybe you know diesel's like I, I don't know when i was younger i used to pump gas <laughs> and Vince is what like a, Diesel. That is a weird name. Yeah, you know, it is. like oh, I'm so, we like, we we got the story though, right? Do you know the story? No, we did. No, I don't know. I'll tell you guys. Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon, um, met Kevin Nash, and him being like the young trendy guy, said you're cock Diesel. Like, damn, this dude's uh, cock uh, Diesel. That's funny. And Vince must have, or whoever, took that name and like, Literally. I guess literally yeah, turned yeah. into diesel we're fuel. gonna turn him into a human truck yeah. <laughs> exactly so shane mcmahon came oh, out with the shit, name pal test diesel like those names because yeah, yeah. i do want to throw test's name in here because he reminded me of a nash and i had so much mm -hmm. love for test andrew martin but way less that perhaps oh, full wow. cool factor is what i'm saying factor you know I mean? yeah but the the name was really hard to get over for some for, to get uh people to like buy into i guess for test mm -hmm. like this one do you because I was a kid and I just like, oh, diesel, he's diesel. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But I wonder if like adult fans or like, dude, you what did you think? Like, were you I I remember um before like when he first showed up on Raw, he had like the denim jacket on and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, we understand this gentleman's name is Diesel. And I was like, What the what? <laughs> I, like I didn't get it. Yeah. And I was a kid too, so I guess I was just uh, not as cool as Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac. Yeah. <laughs> but real quick, you mentioned test, and it's funny because um, you know, we kind of I don't know about you guys, but I kind of go down rabbit holes when I watch these Coliseum home videos. I get in the mood for guys. And I was kind of in like a Kevin Nash uh rabbit hole. And I watched I was watching like snippets of stuff, and the the interviewer asked him, like, who are the guys you miss the most? Like, as far as like passed away, besides Scott Hall. That's obvious. Yeah. He named Test. 
Oh, interesting. Way. Yeah. That's like crazy. first first name that he said was Test. And he was like, yeah, Test. And he was like, Andrew? And he was like, yeah, we used to we used to talk so much. And I was like, wow, I oh, yeah, never yeah, knew that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's two happy. different eras, you know? Like, it was mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, I don't think of them, like, intersecting. As... Nope, not at all. Because I'm must pretty have really sure... did he spend time in TNA Andrew like Martin because he did right but he like, did for like time? a cup of um, coffee yeah exactly he was too you jacked know, up like, if you if I remember that correctly it was Benoit incident happened and then Tess was jacked out of his mind oh, so wow. much that they were like we can't you know right. it's like obvious what you're doing you know what yeah, I mean man. and like they had to like part ways or whatever and then you know the Punisher was... Andrew Martin so yeah. cool man oh right in TNA yeah mm-hmm. yeah but he was there for like. 30 seconds dude right yeah, he's like, so it was, juiced it up really quick test one of those guys that we always liked john boy you and i we loved him and when he debuted walked over that rope of course i thought nash immediately uh with the corporation test name been floating around lately it's weird like we mm. bring him up here again but um bill simmons like i listen to his podcast fucking idiot he he i like him but he dropped he's like oh you're gonna bring test back he said that to um, Nick Khan. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I think Tess has passed away. Yeah. Like he was very like respectful. He didn't roast. Yeah. 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 And then also Maven recently, they asked him a question like, um, who were your, who, who didn't you like, or who didn't like you when you were there? And he said, Andrew Martin, like, but then eventually they became like the best of friends and he got Hmm. choked up talking about Tess. It was just like a week ago or two. So like the memory of Andrew Martin swirling around. It's cool. Good. I'm glad. Because that yeah. was uh that's a guy that you and I and Zern we always liked. I was surprised. Um, I remember like our buddy Greg. Shout out to Gregor Mortis. Uh, we would always kind of like the same dudes. And I remember like I loved Test, and he was like, "Oh man, I I hate him." Yeah, I like, remember him what? hating him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What? You don't like Wade Barrett, bro?" Like, right? Man, that's that's probably like, the I, vibes he got. Yeah, I couldn't believe that like he didn't like Test. I was shocked because I always thought he was so cool. Shout out to Test guy. I was not a test guy because of the, that Eddie Guerrero getting foot stuck in the rope for WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I can't get over Infamous, it. I was, so, I was so hyped on Eddie. I was match, so hyped for that like, match. Yeah. Me too. Because I like, it's like I Eddie thought... has to literally help the guy. And that is, the match. they didn't edit that on TikTok. Do you know weird. that? Yeah. That's Good. so strange. Yeah. It it's must like, not have like, because it's not like a big deal on the card, yeah, I guess. Exactly. And they must have like, like but he's hanging there for an eternity. Attorney, yeah. the ref and Eddie have to help yeah, to get him out of the ropes. You know, it's brutal, man. How about taking you out of a moment? You know, and I yeah, never, and I never forgave him, unfortunately. Oh man, rest in peace, though, dude. You know, yeah. Uh, we remember sure. what we we saw him at so Wizard young. World. We did, uh, we did. Yeah, we saw him at Wizard where he walked by our booth and stuff. And dude, was, that was so long ago that like yeah. we didn't have camera phones. I don't. Think. Yeah, exactly. Like no, I don't think sure. I had a camera on my phone mm-hmm. then. Exactly. I don't think so it's, either. It sucks when I think of some of the cool dudes yep. that like you and I have met and just overall people we met and like I wasn't able to get a picture, you know? Yeah. Bummer. Now that's something we take for granted, guys. Take pictures and take videos of everything now because it's sure. like so like you're gonna look back and be like, damn, I'm glad I did that, you know? Yeah. So here's uh Earl Hebner once again. You guys mentioned uh He's the ref. He hurts his ankle in this yeah, one. So I get yeah. to see my I got my wish where he's bouncing around on on one leg. Uh did you guys screw, know, like, he screwed the, uh Sean? His injury screws Sean because he can't get in the ring at one that's point. That's true. It took him it took him a very long time to uh get to make the count. Did you guys feel like the crowd was kind of dead? 
This match uh, suffers from. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. And I was just gonna say, like, I don't, I don't, I don't recall it being dead. But now that you say it, like, they definitely didn't influence the match in a way like a positive reacting crowd would for me. So, like, yeah, I get, like, I guess so, you know. But I wasn't conscious of it as it was happening. I was going to say, for me, this match suffers from, you don't see it on this tape, but like knowing that this wasn't the main event and it's your mm-hmm. WWF championship. Mm-hmm. And you also have Shawn Michaels, who, like, I think he he turns babyface soon after this match. But, yeah. but. He next was, night. Is it the next night? Okay. Pretty sure. So, like, he's booked to face Diesel as a heel. But the crowd kind of is like accepting him as a baby face. And almost in this match, he seems like sympathetic. He was like kind of likable. I feel like he was um, overshadowing Diesel in a way that's not. He didn't do his job almost. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels might have um, dropped the ball on making Diesel look good here like a Bret Hart would. Because like, there were times where Bret, like remember when he played possum in that match? It's a mm-hmm. heelish move, you know? Yeah. Um, Sean wasn't heel enough in this or something. I I didn't feel like they're I think that's a known story though, too, that Diesel has talked about. Nash has talked about himself that HBK was like gonna run laps around him or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Him. You know what I mean? Like he's they were like that was his attitude going into the match. And then mm-hmm. it kind of shows shines through, you know what I mean? And then but it's not the right thing for this particular matchup, you know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure I've heard Nash talk about that. Okay. Just from like a human perspective, like let's think about like where Sean's coming from at this time. Mm-hmm. So he calls Vinny Vegas in WCW because he's like, hey, man, I see you on TV. You're funny. I think, you know, we could use you here. Blah, blah. He gets Kevin Nash a job. Kevin Nash completely overshadows him mm-hmm. figurative, figuratively and literally like wins every title within a year. He's WWF champion. Like he took the spot that Sean wanted. Yeah. You know, like just from a human perspective, you know, like we always say, like, do good. Just don't do better than me. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's just that human thing in us. And like you, I agree. You see it in this match, man. It's funny that you said that. And like, I feel like he kind of oversells in this match. Like Mm -hmm. he did with Hogan. No, that SummerSlam match, you know, like. Well, we'll so talk about that jackknife too. Um, not to jump ahead, but the way that's delivered or at least taken or sold, or you guys can break down who's at yeah, fault. He doesn't give it the prop. Yeah, he doesn't listen. It's a lazy power bomb, right? So, like it is going to look how it looks, but the way he takes it totally deflates like the any kind of impact you could have on it. We'll get there, you know, but it's like it, it rubbed me wrong too. And I'm glad you pointed it out because mm-hmm. you know, when it lands, I'm just like Come on. You know, it's Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. sort of like if anybody can bump proper for a guy, it's, it's Shawn. Him, you know what I mean? And it's sort of like when you see something like that happen, you go like, oh, what is that? You know, I don't know. There are some moments, though, like where he's begging off and like he's doing mm-hmm. some heel stuff. And like, I, I, it's not that I'm throwing this match away and you'll hear my rating, but it's just once again, like if this was booked as the main event of WrestleMania and maybe there were, were some elements in here that didn't belong, like you say, Sid, Sid being there. It didn't really add anything, probably, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they had the Pam Anderson, Jenny McCarthy thing going on in the beginning. There was a lot of the, you know, what do you call it? Like the pomp and circumstance of this match, the extracurricular. So, like, they did present it in a big, big enough way. But I don't know, man. Um, Well, I'll let you guys talk about your ratings and what and how you think it all played out. But it was a star studded WrestleMania, like you said. Yeah. Um, 
with Jenny and Pam and uh, Jonathan Taylor I, Thomas. I, I call, I <laughs> yeah, call them, yeah, yeah. I call them that because I'm, you know, I know Penny, them. Jenny and Pam. Pam mostly. Um, who was the actor? The guy who's the Nicholas Tortoro, Frank. Yeah, he's a, yes, he exactly. uh, he will announce the winner, the eventual winner of this one. Um, I thought one thing, you know, we talked about like Bobby said there, you know. Earlier, we talked about like the interference, how it didn't affect anything. At least when he interfered, it did sort of like matter. Yeah. So Sid exposes the turnbuckle. Um, I thought that was a nice tease with uh, Diesel. Cuts it open by the Sean way. Don't in the corner. Yeah, he cuts it open. Well, you know, Sid. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabbed Arn. Stabby, and, Stabby uh, McStabberson thirty times. Um. <laughs> So I thought it was a cool little tease in the corner. I don't know if you guys remember it, but um, it looked like uh, Diesel was going to go into the exposed turnbuckle, but he ends up backdropping Sean. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a cool little thing. Like um, yeah. the camera angle was great too. Great yeah, production. I think once again, like um, when we talk about like matches, like they don't all have to be the same. Like you don't always have to have guys exchanging forearms back and forth mm-hmm. with a woo and a yeah and a boo and a yeah and mm-hmm. you know 13 moonsaults and whatever else like i think you can tell stories sometimes and like this match told a story and i liked mm-hmm. it i just thought right. that the the i felt like sean was overselling a little bit i did think that um I thought what about the, uh, what about Earl selling of that foot, that ankle? I, I love it. I mentioned <laughs> yeah. it earlier. That's legit, though, right? It's great. Yeah. He's bouncing around like a jackrabbit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think that when Diesel slingshot Sean into the corner, was he supposed to hit that top turnbuckle, the exposed one? Because he goes into the second one. I think so. Yeah. If I, I had to guess. Was a, yeah. Yeah, because like they exposed the turn block. I'm like, oh, he didn't hit the top one. And then he just it was perfect. However, when Sean hits, he hits that second turnbuckle. It's mm-hmm. flawless, you know, mm-hmm. but I was just like, well, what's once again, like, what's the point, I guess? And yeah. then, you know, that was that led into the finish, too. So I was like, he was probably supposed to hit that top turnbuckle. So it's the big boot. It's the jackknife powerbomb, the lazy powerbomb. One, two, three. Winner. Mm-hmm. Still, World Wrestling Federation Still, champion. Yeah. Big Daddy Cold Diesel. Nick Tertoro announces him. Frank, like you mentioned, and, and not terrible, not terribly. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, I, I thought he was brutal when, when I heard that when he announced the winner. I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah. I thought it would be worse. Anytime those announcers like, yeah, um, I, for sure. Like I remember Ray Combs doing something, mm-hmm. and I was, oh, I remember like, that. Stop. All right, you have you have Howard Finkel. like stop it i get it like if you want him to be in the ring like um you know let him present the title or like ring a bell you know like they gave that one of the most disrespected guys who like 100 enhanced their product a lot you know what i mean they kind of they treated him like a goof you know yeah like all of those dudes though it's like you know fink doesn't get enough respect he does now but he is hands down best ring announcer of all time early fink um was very respected, I think. And then as always, like, you know, WWF forgets where they come from. Yeah, it yeah, became yeah, a joke, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. no, early yeah. Fink was very much uh, presented in a respectful manner. I do want to say with Diesel, though, um, it's hard, like we said, for the younger or for the smaller heel to work over him and make you feel like he, he's an underdog, make you feel like... And Diesel did, like, kind of 
fire up, power up towards the end of that one. Do you guys remember when? So Sean ca- coming off the second rope, Diesel catches him and awesome. then like holds him into that side slam. That is not easy to catch no. a guy like 200 and whatever pounds, like catch him from the side and not drop him, not even struggle. Pretty yeah. powerful, dude. It's funny because like in wrestling, like especially with us, because we've just watched so much. We've watched so much. You can see it coming. You see right. the spot coming. Like, but it's still awesome when you exactly. see it. I remember when we watched uh Sean and Taker at WrestleMania 25. We watched it together. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the finish. Sean went to the top. Moon you called it the moon song. Yeah, you I did. Called, yeah. I, I was like, that. this is yeah. it, dude. And like That's you a see good it house. coming, but it yeah, it was still yeah, we were all we all watched that. Yeah, I was there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't sure if you were in Florida at that time. So that's Sean's uh, final match. Well, would have been, right? Is that that's the retirement? No, that's the one he lost or won. 25. Yeah, no. So that's 25, the one he that, no, that's the one 25. He lost, he lost, he lost both. both. Oh, yeah, he oh, lost yeah. Both. yeah. Yeah. He can't beat the Undertaker. Yeah. I'm 25 sorry. is like that's your bro. It's the one with the good versus evil. Well, not I don't know if it's good versus evil, but kind of you know, the light and the dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, light and the dark. Right, and then gotcha. 26 was the end of the road for sure. 25 underrated set. That was the, like the uh, Phoenix John. It was uh, Arizona. It was very, it was cool. Mm. I liked it. Yeah. yeah it's just Brett Favre Vince. <laughs> yeah. The, those yeah, later manias, right. man. Like I remember cool matches from them, but like I don't have the picture in my mind like I do yeah. with the old ones, you know? Yeah. 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 We'll have to rewatch that one. That was that. It's not bad, WrestleMania. No, that was a good. Re- mm. And that. Once again, when you have like that's one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Mm-hmm. And when you have one of those, it's always going to up the yeah quality you know? of the overall yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, there's a speaking classic. of quality and ratings. We yeah. got to rate this one, guys. Let's do it. Overall, what do you guys rate this? Shawn Michaels challenging Diesel for the WWF title. I'll start. So, go ahead. Sorry. This is what was going on. I gave it a five and a half out of 10. Um, I think it's, I think if, for this tape version of it, of this diesel Coliseum yeah. video version of this match, because it, you know, some of it's cut out. I think when the whole package is there, I think it's a good enough match. Shawn Michaels rubs me wrong, obviously the whole match, but like, but I think rightfully so. I, I feel like I have real proper reason this time around. I, like you said, I think he's overselling. I think he, I think he kind of, deflates the 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 power bomb you know what i mean and like and that rub that was rough yeah you know he lands on his butt and it's just mm-hmm. it gives me like as a like as a, a a modern callback when bobby fish kicks out of cm punk's finish at 3.1 it gave me that kind of energy like just you know just like whatever you know and um so that rubs me or all those things rub me wrong but sean and him could have good matches you know and like uh I would put it like right under that Brett match for this show. The Owen one was very short, but we know that this is a proper match. So like I would rank it maybe just, just above that, but uh, it's a good match, but this version of it on the tape just doesn't have the full effect for me. So 5.5. Yeah. It's joined in progress, you know, so you're already getting a little bit of that. And then you get the fact that, like I said, you're influenced by the fact that, you know, the real WrestleMania isn't the main event, all those things. Yeah. With all that said, I've been I've been hating. My my score might not reflect it. It's six and a quarter. I do think yeah. it's a good match. It's yeah. just you you would expect more of old HBK. 
to kind of pull some more out of Diesel. Um, the power bomb, and you could talk about it, Duke. Like it's almost he almost landed on his feet, which would have yeah. really killed the whole match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would have happened then? You know, you're so they would have had to improvise. You gotta wonder, you know, would they just do another power bomb? Or right. Something? Yeah. It was crazy how much he yeah. uh you know turned, but yeah, I thought the match it's just it's that one asterisk on uh wrestlemania main events general for me because even though it's lt and bam bam you get the big deal the the the, uh pop culture thing Mm -hmm. this one if they would have put it at the end and they would have got more out of the like the communication maybe with Shawn michaels i don't know what he was going for here he was caught in between two worlds maybe about to be a baby face sid pulls him out of the ring like right after and he's Mm kind of like actually standing up walking like didn't sell the power bomb even yeah yeah i don't know but all that said, I still enjoy it, you know, going back yeah. in time here. I mean, when you get these two guys in the ring, you're going to get some sort of enjoyment from it, even if you're a hater-ass bitch. Right. Like Frank. Yeah. I think you're right about that pa- uh, top uh, turnbuckle, though. I think you're supposed to hit it. Which Yeah, one? probably. And, um, yeah, I think it was, it's good. It's not one of Sean's best, Yeah. you know, um, which... You know, again, you kind of hold him to a different standard because the right, guy is right. one of the best ever in the ring. So I gave it a six out of ten. Um, you mentioned like it wasn't the main event. Like, that's crazy. Like it was the main event of this WrestleMania, if you don't know, was Bam Bam Bigelow taking on that Lawrence Taylor from the mm-hmm. New York Giants. New York it should have been Giants. Yeah, the New York football Giants. It should have been Diesel mm-hmm. being introduced by Salt and Pepper. I'd be like, <laughs> um, That'd be like, um, I think it was WrestleMania 24, but um, Floyd fought Big Show. Uh, I'd be like if that was the main event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Over whatever it was, maybe uh, Taker and Edge or something like that, I think might have been the main event. But, yeah. So we were all kind of in the same ballpark. For all these matches. Six out of ten overall uh, for this one. Um, I think it suffered, but like I said, I think there was enough enjoyable stuff in it. to warrant a nice six out of ten right let's cut real quick mm-hmm. because we were rating these uh a through f i don't know if you remember that, oh John, shit so yeah do you want to stick with that or oh what the, all the matches the remember we were doing the whole the whole show overall yeah 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 yeah, yeah. do you want to do that or do you guys just want to stick to the numbers like we did last night as long as you don't give it a d for diesel and humiliate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Well, nay, stole my fucking heat. Uh, you ain't gonna do that. <laughs> All right, so letter grades. Are you? Yeah, letter yeah, yeah. overall. All right. Yeah, I'm fine with the letters. All right, so we're gonna start right now. All right, so that's that, guys. It was only 55 minutes for Big D, um, which was kind of the overall feeling for me of the tape. It uh-huh. was. It left me wanting more. I felt like the lack of complete matches and then the lack of original ones you know mm-hmm. um sure. like i get it like you want to put on you know your biggest stars like brett and sean like i get it but like we have to look at it from you know like you said john like our childhood perspective you know right. we're three grown men now like watching these retroactively and like we've seen these matches so still enjoyable don't get me wrong but i just feel like if i had like a diesel verse I don't know, Brett from Germany, you know, like a mm-hmm. something like that, like one of those rare gems. Like, I think it would have been cooler to see, but still enjoyable. We're all fans of Diesel. Um, I learned that I may be not as big a fan as you guys, but 
more of a diesel fan than I thought, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, going back and watching this stuff, like um, you get that, you know, fondness. You're like, damn, like I was kind of hard on this guy, you know? Yeah. So I was never like a hater of diesel. I was just like, there's, he's not my cup of tea, I guess mm. I would say. But when he's in there with guys like Brett, I mean, it's just that first match was really good. Yeah. So I got to ask you guys, we do something on Calcium Classics where we give a star of the tape. Mm. So I'm going to ask you, Frank, besides, obviously, yeah, Big Daddy, cool. Give me a star of the tape. Who stole the show for you on this one? Besides, I'm, I'm going to cheat a bit. I'm going to cheat okay. a bit, but it, it, it'll make sense. There's two, and it's going to be. You got to give us one, pal. Listen, hear me out. <laughs> Road Dogs Dreadlocks and, and Diesel's Luscious Locks. To me, both of those couldn't, I couldn't stop. Saying hair how beautiful, how beautiful how Diesel's hair wow. was during that show. And then the dreadlocks of Road Dog were very funny when he Star got Star the tape, Diesel's that. hair. That doesn't count <laughs> yeah, exactly. as Diesel. So it's that's, a, yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Well, you can't pick his fringe, though. Or no. can you? Wait, you can't pick his fringe, but you can pick his hair. It's connected it's, to him. <laughs> it's it's him. Yeah, it's got to be the dog's dreadlocks if you got to yeah. give us one then. There you go. All right, so That's star funny. the tape for Frank. The roadie. <laughs> the roadie <laughs> dreadlocks. Roadie's underrated, by the way. A white man with Roadie dreadlocks, though. Very it should never exist cringy. except, yeah. for, <laughs> except uh, for the British. For except this. for the British bull. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah he's the that. only one. It Wait. doesn't make any sense that he had them. But right, right, right. The roadie was a good character, though. He was like with Jarrett. Yeah. Like him crawling around and stuff. Like I always thought he was he was funny. John Boy. All right, so we're going besides Diesel. You you can't name Road Dog's dreadlocks. Oh, right? off the exactly. table. Okay, yeah, that's off the table. So give me your star of the tape. Besides Big Daddy Cool Diesel, be sure to check this one out, guys. Besides Diesel, as much as I would like to choose Stan Lane, who was so <laughs> so charismatic for this, um, so much. I'm going to go off the grid, as I do sometimes. Earl Hebner, my Earl man. Earl Hebner. Yeah. He was having cool. heat checks in this ma- in this tape, okay. all over the tape. He was my runner-up. Good, good, yeah. I mean, he brings the prestige to these matches. And yeah. I almost said main events, but I forgot. Sean and Diesel didn't main event. Yeah. But uh, Earl Hebner, super solid. Um, and that's just me going off the grid. So I'll go Earl. What do you got? Was it presented as co-main event or no? No, not that I know. I Damn, wow. That, yeah. So they co-main evented WrestleMania 8. They were called double main events, but yeah. not at this one. Not, I don't yeah. believe so. Mm-mm. The disrespect is crazy for Big D. My star of the tape. You guys are laughing. You guys I didn't do it just so you could tape. have it. Just so you could have Listen, it. Listen, it's not going to be who you thought. So there. It's okay. not going to be. It's not going to be Owen Hart. It's going to be his brother. <laughs> best there is. Yeah. Best this is there the was. This is the theme. The best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart obviously had the best match on the card with Big Diesel. Those guys had great chemistry, like you mentioned earlier, John, all jokes aside. Watch all those matches. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Watch the one when Diesel is a bad guy or like kind of flirting with. Becoming a bad guy. That one's my favorite. I believe it was from Survivor Series 95, he said, John Boy. Yeah, 95. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check that out. 
we got to give this. Go ahead. You got something. Sorry, else? sorry. I do want to mention that uh, we mentioned you said earlier, what are the greatest matches of Diesel? The Good Friends, Better Enemies, HBK, awesome. Diesel match. He did redeem himself from that WrestleMania 11 performance. I think they really mm-hmm. tore it down in that. And I think it holds up against some of the Brett Diesel matches. I think once again, too, that's Diesel's character evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, he became more Kevin Nash. He wasn't this like kind of manufactured, you know, Vince's version, I guess. He was Kevin Nash's version of Diesel. Yeah. Which is my favorite version. Like when he started just being more of him, it just felt yeah. more, you know, we talk about all the time, like fans know bullshit. And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when when you got when you have like that realistic, that like authenticity, like I'm going to fuck with you more, you know. That's it was why. clever too. And Sean's creative juices were probably flowing, or whoever it was, like yep. Mad Dog Vashon's leg being yep. used as a prop in that match was nuts. You know, they had a good, really, really good match. So just more props to Diesel for that one. Yeah, for sure. Diesel definitely uh one of the greatest of all times. I'll say it. Any mm-hmm. chance I get, it's not all about just, you know, wrist locks and all that stuff. I love that stuff. But like yeah. if it was all about pro wrestling. William Regal, the household name. Yeah, that's right. We got to rate this one overall. We do something a little different with Coliseum Classics. We give it a letter grade. Mm-hmm. So I will start here. Um, I'm going to give it a D for Diesel. <laughs> wow. Uh, John said I couldn't do that. All right. That's right. I'll give it my real grade. I will give this one a solid B minus. Oh, okay. Okay. We're still on the prowl for the perfect tape for Coliseum yeah. Home Videos Perfect Tape. John Boy, when you and I um were talking about this way early on, we were looking kind of cheating, like looking at some coming up, and you were like, That one might be that one might be it. So about this one? Got? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're such a diesel guy, top five guy of yours. So what'd you rate this one, pal? Was it the perfect tape? Uh, I'm gonna go to my earlier jeff jarrett i said he's a b minus player i'm going to go along with you this was a b minus tape okay. it kind of moved too quick into the next match um yeah, yeah. we had watched the one where mr perfect's looking exactly. for the perfect stand i, I missed <laughs> that yeah i missed that yep. type of thing i would have liked diesel maybe stopping that truck in each town fueling up yeah talking to the camera maybe telling us where we're going to the next town a little interaction i think that would have been so cool or even him in the locker room tape you know putting them uh golfing gloves on yeah (laughs) um anything would have helped maybe get this tape a little higher but the letter grade i have is b minus we're still looking for the perfect one what do you got you got frank so i'm just just below you guys i gave a c plus you know, and I think it's fair. a that's it, fair. Yeah, I think I think it's a good tape to highlight Diesel. You know, we joked with some of our picks are like the the MVP to start a show, but I think it's Diesel. You know, like Diesel really Diesel. shone bright sure. through this tape. You know, and I, that's the point of the tape. And it's like, but good matches. You know, the right guys for him to be working with most of the time, except for King Kong Bundy. Um, which is like, <laughs> why is that on this tape? That's Very, I'm still, you know question yeah. marks of how that made. You got Brett Owen Sean. <laughs> even Jared, yeah, even Jared, Jared for sure. Then you got King Kong yeah. Bundy, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like blip, um, you know, no interlude guy, no, you know, no Mister Perfect segment or who, whatever it may be. And the fact that the matches were pretty much just like a bunch of big matches that we knew about, you know, besides the shortest ones on there. So you know that hurt it a little bit, and the in progress 
you know, mm-hmm. format of some of those matches or cutting it in between in the half, in the middle of the match. You know, those things hurt the score for me. But I do think it's a fun tape if you're a diesel mark and you're not going to see too many better matches, you know, from him compiled in one spot. So I think it's it's a good show. Yeah, I think you're right. Like you mentioned earlier, how like um, like Diesel gets a lot of slack and stuff. If you're not a Diesel slash Kevin Nash fan, like I said, we go back and watch these. You retroactively become fans of guys. Like when mm-hmm. you watch them with a fresh set of eyes. And I think that if you give this a chance, you will enjoy it. Our ratings are always going to be kind of stiff because yeah. we just have that kind of high standard for mm-hmm. pro wrestling so but a you know a b minus for me that's yeah i think it's, you, good. it's definitely worth watching i think that's if you're in a c or above that's a good show it's worth checking yeah. out you know what i yeah. mean so fans of the new generation you know for sure watch this stuff i also just watch the crowd like diesel was over diesel was a big deal he was the man whether you think it was justified or not but he mm-hmm. held you know he held that title it was a prestigious thing back then to hold that title mm-hmm. and you know i thought he was a really credible champion you know in a, in a world where they would and they still do it today give a guy the title to see if it works see if it sticks like let's see if this takes him to another level diesel felt appropriate you know to have that belt even though he was what was he like two years in not even a year in right it was his first year with it was a, it was a year with the wwf yeah yeah and in his used... first year, he won all three major titles and felt legit. We yeah, talk about yeah. Kurt Angle and his rise, you know, and I'm not yeah. saying like it's a rise uh, statistically or achievement wise was pretty quick. Well, I so. think it's that is just apples and oranges only become that was that was Kurt's first year in the business. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, sure, like sure. Diesel yeah. had, you know, a few yeah, years some experience. That's true. WCW under his belt. Not to once again, take anything mm-hmm. away because it takes. You know, it takes a while to get your to find your character and find yourself. And um, I don't even think like this tape shows Diesel's prime, you know, like, no, yeah. right. Even though he's the top guy and stuff like he's not even at his prime yet, which is crazy because he was the top guy in the biggest company. Mm-hmm. But overall, definitely enjoyable. We always enjoy these Coliseum classics. We also enjoy No Sold, a wrestling podcast. Johnny Boy, what do we got coming up on No Sold? We have survivor series 1993 30 years later so we wanted to watch an old survivor series last year we covered the very first survivor series we're going to jump to 93 talk about that one 30 years ago i like this one i think frank will upon rewatch he's not a huge fan of the the, you know the tag team uh like groups and whole aspect yeah the team aspect he'll tell you all about that but this one's headlined by the foreign fanatics and the all americans there was two covers for this tape two posters we're gonna get the great interrupter front and center again sorry bringing them right back around but there's some hidden gem storylines antidotes in this show that uh, i can't wait to talk about always fun to talk about survivor series Always fun to talk about Coliseum Classics, Coliseum Home Videos. Our next episode, episode 10, we're going to talk about WWF Rampage 91, which is uh, it's a great year of wrestling for me. John Ball, your times were, you kind of gravitate 92, 93, 94-ish. Correct. Yeah, I'm just like, give me like 10 years, like 86 to 96. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. For me. Yeah. 
But um, looking forward to that one. Always fun talking with you guys. You got anything else before we head out on Big Daddy Cool Diesel? Nope. But his podcast is one of the most enjoyable podcasts out there, I feel. Kevin Nash and whoever his homie is who used to do those shoot interviews. Yeah. Um, I enjoy his podcast a lot, and I love hearing from Diesel, from Nash just talking and shooting it about whatever, about especially, his, especially his wrestling takes, and especially when he's uh, burying L.A. Knight. So love I it. That's worth. I think that's worth. You it. know, too, like that really shows once again. I think Kevin Nash's charisma. Yeah, no doubt. You just gravitate towards him when he speaks. 100%. You know, like he he grabs you, man. He does. He's got like that soothing kind of voice he's a cool mm-hmm. ass dude and like he sucks you in i don't i don't agree with the la night hate <laughs> i will tell you guys though i'm an la night fan and i watched like a clip of him with paul Heyman. did you guys see this i think you and mentioned your your feelings were he says shut up oh yeah. my goodness gracious like mm. it's so austin because like i can ignore things yeah, yeah. but it was just so I did like him roasting uh, Roman Reigns about the suffering succotash thing, though. Mm. Yeah, but he's gonna get his shot. He's gonna. Yeah, I I think it's cool. I'm into it. I know you guys hate that guy, but I think it's (laughs) hate's a strong word. He obviously, yeah, I know what you hate in wrestling terms. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Good for him. Good for good for the guy. Yeah, and like he has zero chance of winning. Right, right, right. Good for him for like finally, you know, being in the business almost twenty years and. Yeah, man, he studied the best very closely. He studied the best. <laughs> he sure, he yeah. sure did. And he and he's now he's here. So the uh, but yeah, no, this tape was fun. I'm looking forward to Rampage '91. Going in cold again. Don't want to know. Yeah, I don't know anything. About it. So I'm, that's exciting for me. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I'm going to predict something. This mm-hmm. may be, if I remember correctly, this cover. I do remember the cover. This might be our highest rated. Uh, Coliseum. Oh wow! Based oh. on the cover, I'm just I don't know. They did, a, didn't they? Do a couple rampages, like oh yeah, okay. and then they did European rampage. But this is a straight up rampage, right? Yeah, it's rampage ninety one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I I may not have ever seen this one. I feel oh, like okay. I saw like rampage ninety two, maybe mm-hmm. that one for some reason resonates with me. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Always a pleasure talking to you guys about wrestling. Fun thing to do. Talk to two of my brothers every week on Coliseum Classics on No Solder Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to check us out. If you're listening to us and watching us on YouTube, John Boy, what's up? Our boy, loyal listener, Ed, he's got something cooking. You care to tell anyone about it? So our buddy Ed and I are going to be doing a WCW-centric podcast. I'll be sure to let you guys know the details. Um, Cross promotion it's in, here. It's in it's in the early it's in the early works. You guys are obviously invited to follow along too. You guys are welcome to come in, talk some WCW with us. WCW. But Ed is like a as, huge WCW fan. As is Frank. little listener, always uh, comments. So I'm looking forward to talking to him about World Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I love WCW, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, kick it with us. Mm-hmm. So um, we got it all. We got no sold. We got Coliseum Classics. Mm-hmm. Before we head out, last words. Any uh, diesel signs you guys want to do? Some. Burp, burp. I'm going to say on the way out. I was a little stiff on my boy 
HBK, Shawn Michaels, my uh, number three favorite wrestler of all time. I want to apologize. I'm going to apologize. And I want to say this man took Vinny Vegas, brought him to WWF. Eventually, that guy goes back to WCW, changes the business. Without Shawn Michaels, we probably don't have wrestling anymore because the NWO changed the business, all that stuff. Thank you, Sean. Book of the year. That <laughs> is a uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I will yeah. say this: I agree that without Shawn Michaels, Diesel is not. Yeah. You know, that's I think that's fair to say. Crazy, just right? Like, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin is not who he is without. You guessed it. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Brett the Hitman Hart. Hart. Mm. This has been Coliseum Classics for my man Frank. Representing the west, the west side, <laughs> my man John Boy, East Coast proud. He's gonna get some well-deserved shut eye. Yeah, Big Daddy Cold Diesel. This has been Coliseum Classics, and that's the tale of the tape.